morning welcome to another episode of history under your feet today we take a look at life the life of one of the greatest heroines of indian history a great queen rani durgavati of gondwana gondwana a region that covers eastern vidarbha some parts of western chhattisgarh and the southern part of madhya pradesh it is so named after its rulers the gonds a predominantly forested region inhabited by tribals and one of the kingdoms of gondwana was the karha mandala kingdom in its northern part its most famous ruler was sangram shah who captured the territories all the way up to the narmada valley sagar and damo and conquering 52 fort the famous choragar fort at narsinghpur was built in honor of his achievement and the lady who would make his legacy even more distinguished was his daughter in law rani durgavati married to his son sangram shah the valiant gond queen who refused to surrender to emperor akbar refused to surrender to emperor akbar and fought till the end a true heroine to cover the kingdom on her husband's death and defied the mighty mughal army she was born to sai shaliwahan the chandela rajput ruler of mahoba famed for his bravery and courage with her mother passing away early she was brought up with great credit by shaliwahan and was trained like a rajput and trained by the father at a young age in horse riding hunting and usage of weapons she was a skilled hunter marksman who took pleasure in going on expeditions and also a skilled archer Hearing about the valor of the Gon ruler Dilbat Shah and his exploits against the Mughal Chakravarti was impressed by him. When her guru pointed out that Dilbat Shah was a Gon, she replied, "He might be a Gon by birth, but his deeds make him a Kshatriya." Dilbat Shah was one warrior whom the Mughals feared. He controlled the territory that gave them passage to the south. When Dilbat Shah brought up the alliance with Chakravarti, many other Rajput rulers protested, saying that he was a Gon. They knew very well that the Mughals were unable to advance to south. It was due to Dalpat Shah himself. Shalivan himself was not too keen on Durgavati marrying Dalpat Shah as he was not a Rajput. However, considering the vote he gave Durgavati's mother that he would allow her to choose a life partner, he agreed to Dalpat Shah. And finally, in 1524, Durgavati is married to Dalpat Shah, and this also brought the Gonds and Chandel dynasties in an alliance. With the Chandelas Gonds coming together, a new alliance was formed against the Mughal rulers that could keep them in check. Sadly, Dalpat Shah died soon in 1550, and it was left to Durgavati to handle the kingdom. With the son Bir Narayan still a minor, Durgavati ruled as a regent after her husband passed away. And assisted by two ministers, Adhar Kaistha and Man Thakur, she reigned over the Gond kingdom with wisdom and success. As a ruler, she shifted the capital Choragar, a strategically important fort on the Satpuras. Like her husband Dalpat Shah, Durgavati proved to be an able ruler, expanding the kingdom and looking after her subjects well. She had a large army with twenty thousand cavalry, ten one thousand war elephants, large number of soldiers, which was well maintained. She also dug many reservoirs and tanks for the welfare of her people. One of the more well-known one is near Jabalpur called Rani Tal. When the Sultan of Malwa Bas Bahadur tried to attack her kingdom, she fought back and forced him to retreat. So heavy was the loss faced by Baj Bahadur at the hands of Durgavati that he dared not attack her kingdom again. In 1562, Akbar defeated Baj Bahadur and took over Malwa, which now meant that the Mughal Empire was touching her kingdom. Lured by the prosperity of Gondwana, Akbar's brother Mughal Majid Khan wanted to invade and occupy it along with Malwa, which had already fallen to the Mughals. Rewa too was captured, and now only Gondwana was left. Though her divan wandered against taking on the mighty Mughal army, Rani Durgavati said she would prefer death to surrender. She initially fought the Mughal army at Narai, flanked by the Narmada and Gaur rivers and hilly ranges. Though the Mughal army was superior to Durgavati, she led the defence and fought back freely. Her fierce counter assault on the Mughal army chased them out of the valley, and she was successful initially. 
Boyard by her success, Durgavati wanted to attack the Mughal army in the night, but the suggestion was not accepted by her lieutenants, and this meant she had to face the Mughal army in open combat, which would prove to be fatal to her. Durgavati, however, refused to surrender, and with her son Veer Narayan, counterattacked the Mughal forces strongly, riding on an elephant Sarman. Veer Narayan himself went to fierce attack on the Mughals, making them retreat thrice before he was wounded badly. Hit by arrows bleeding, she realized that defeat was imminent against the Mughals. Disregarding her Mahmud's advice to flee from the battlefield, she stabbed herself with a dagger, preferring death to surrender, and thus ended the life of a truly brave and remarkable lady. Turkavati was also a pattern of learning. Respected scholars encouraged building up temples and truly a great ruler. She was not just a brave warrior, but an able administrator too, who built lakes and reservoirs for the benefit of her subjects. She passed away physically, but her name lives on, especially in Jabalpur, where the university is named after her. She was a benevolent ruler, a caring mother, and a fierce warrior who refused to surrender. A woman who was forcefully independent, be it in choosing her life partner or refusing to surrender to the Mughals. On this date, when she made the supreme sacrifice, again fighting for the cause of freedom, Naman to Rani Durgavati.